Welcome to Combo.Zone. I'm QP, your podcast host for Modern Arcade Games. In the first four episodes, I will discuss a modern arcade game, Skycursor, Killer Queen, Deathball, and Cosmotron. In each episode, I will start with who made the game, the cabinet appearance, the price tag, and the gameplay overview. Next, I will discuss strategy on how to play the game well. Then, what I like about the game and what I dislike about the game. Each episode will conclude with lessons from modern arcade game developers. After these four episodes, I will run six episodes on modern arcade concepts. These concepts are not necessarily a game, but a structure of an arcade experience. For example, the first modern arcade concept is cross-session interactions, players sending a power-up into the next player's game. After these 10 episodes, I will continue the Combo.Zone podcast with interviews of modern arcade developers, interviews with players, interviews with arcade operators. Skycursor is a shoot-em-up game from Griffin Aerotech. Skycursor comes in three versions, the $900 Pro Edition, which lets you retrofit an existing cabinet, the $1,200 Deluxe Edition, which lets you retrofit an existing cabinet and comes with additional art, and a $3,500 Full Cabinet, which is a standalone cabinet to play Skycursor on. All these editions also come with a Wi-Fi adapter, allowing you to get updates from Griffin Aerotech. Gameplay Overview Skycursor is a shoot-em-up. You control a ship moving horizontally through levels. You fight against enemies. You shoot at them with bullets, and you dodge their bullets. The enemies are eyeball-shaped aliens and other varieties, and your ship has two main weapons, a machine gun, which shoots rapidly to hit enemies far away, and a shotgun, which hits enemies close to you as well as above and below you. You also have a sword attached to your ship, which you can swing to deflect enemy projectiles and hit enemies with. After you complete the game's six levels, you will run through a second loop of the game with new challenges. Skycursor Strategy The main strategy in Skycursor revolves around weapon selection and bullet dodging. I'll discuss weapon selection first. As mentioned before, you have two projectile weapons and one close-range weapon. The core of the weapon selection revolves around choosing the machine gun or the shotgun. The machine gun is great hitting enemies far away, but it's very weak, so it will take time to kill them. It's great for killing swarms of enemies when you can move vertically to hit all parts of the swarm. However, when you're trapped by enemy bullets or enemies, it's difficult to maneuver through the bullets to hit enemies with your very narrow-range machine gun. This is where the shotgun comes into play. The shotgun hits enemies above and below you, several ship heights, and a few ship widths in front of you. It does a high amount of damage and can kill many enemies in only one or two blasts, and it will take down the tougher enemies faster than the machine gun will. However, the shotgun is limited by range horizontally. It's also limited by rate of fire. So if you are dealing with many enemies, you do have to be careful to time your shots, because if you miss it, then you might run into an enemy. Now you can switch between these weapons by pressing a button. While you're switching weapons, you cannot shoot either of them. So, sometimes you will have to take a fight with a less than optimal weapon just so you can get some damage out and clear a path through. You're doing all this mixed in with the game's other core challenge, dodging enemy bullets, dodging the enemies. 
So while you're deciding weapons, you've got to be dodging their bullets. Now, Sky Cursor has a unique shape to your ship, where most shoot-em-ups have a square or a circle-shaped hurt box, with the hurt box being the polygon that, when hit by an enemy bullet, will make your player take damage or lose a life. Sky Cursor has a very horizontal-shaped ship. This means effectively that the game takes place in several lanes, where you can move vertically to change lanes and avoid different bullets. You can also move backwards to dodge enemy bullets coming at you, but the bullets will typically catch up with you, so you don't have a lot of distance to move here. Typically, I like using the machine gun when enemies are far away, and only when they start to threaten to pass me above and below me will I switch to shotgun and clean them up, and then switch back to machine gun to hit them. If the enemies are moving closer, I will switch to shotgun, get blast in, and then back away. If I can get enough distance, I'll switch back to the machine gun to have more flexibility. The flexibility here is that I can be hitting an enemy with the machine gun, and then stray vertically to send shots out at other enemies coming onto the screen from behind them. Since the machine gun travels far away, it can hit them. Balancing your weapons is key, but there's more than just the two guns. There's also the sword. The sword is a very important tool because it can deflect enemy bullets. However, it does take timing to use, so you do have to be careful with it. If you're expecting to be able to deflect an enemy bullet with the sword and you miss, you're just going to get hit and lose a life. In this way, the sword is similar to bomb use in a lot of other shooting ups where you press a bomb in the right spot to clear way through enemy bullets. Skycursor does have its own version of a bomb attack. If you press multiple attack buttons at the same time, you will engage in a sort of hyperspace mode. In this mode, your ship will be temporarily invincible, and fast food items will appear on screen, like fries and sodas. Collecting these will increase your score multiplier. The meter for activating the hyperspace mode fills up as you kill enemies, which also fills up your score multiplier. So, while typically you do want to use hyperspace as often as possible, however, when you're approaching a challenging segment or level boss, it's better to save your hyperspace so you can use it for safety through that segment. What I like about Skycursor. I like Skycursor's aesthetic. Overall, the colors look great, the enemies look great, the animation is fantastic. Something I really like about the bullets in Skycursor is they don't have the border highlight to them that many other shoot 'em ups do, yet the yellow bullets are very easy to see. It's very clear where your bullets are and where the enemy bullets are, which makes it easy to dodge. This facilitates a good gameplay experience. The enemy art design is fantastic. I like the variety. Whereas most shoot 'em ups have a lot of gray and steel colored mechs, fighter jets, robots, Skycursor has eyeballs and skulls that throw tanks at you. This is great. Skycursor starts up with a world map where you can select your level. This is unique. I've never seen an arcade shoot 'em up where you can select your level. This is a nice touch as is having the world map present. It gives a sense of place to the game, that you're a military planning on defending the invasion. And now for probably the most important thing about this game, the core gameplay loop is good. The game is fun. Switching between weapons is interesting, and as a core mechanic, I think it works extremely well. The detailed animations on the enemies and your ship do an excellent job at creating a good experience. I especially like the animation that plays when your pilot gets hit, 
where you see them scream in the cockpit in the corner of the screen. It reminds you that you are the pilot in the ship, and it's just a nice touch. I like the boss gameplay variety. Whereas most shoot-em-ups have your boss encounters be just, here's a wall of bullets, good luck. Skycursor does interesting things. For example, the first level's boss is a floating skull with a bomb in its head. And he flies vertically up and down the screen. You have to dodge his attacks. When he flies down, he'll pick up a tank from the ground off screen and then throw it up at you. It's a unique dodging sequence and it's a unique aesthetic experience too. So, great job on this. Okay, now to talk about the Sky Cursor conversion. I very much like that you can place Sky Cursor on an old arcade cabinet for less than the price of a full cabinet. This is very cool, and I think that Aerotech are real innovators here. Now, what I dislike about Sky Cursor. There's two main things. One is an inconsistent aesthetic. While I do enjoy the aesthetic for Sky Cursor, it does look great, it does catch your attention, it is a bit inconsistent. For example, your ship's first alien eyeballs, okay, that's fine, it sets a, a tone to the game. But then to have fast food items in the background in hyperspace and a dog on the world map mission select screen, it feels disjointed, as if each element was chosen for pop value on its own but without fitting into a more cohesive narrative. Now, this isn't a huge complaint. After all, story is not the reason we play shoot 'em ups and really it doesn't matter too much. I just wish that it had been designed a little bit more consistently. I think it would have made a slightly better experience. The second thing I dislike is kind of major, and that is the sword. So my experience using the sword changes the gameplay dynamic fundamentally. The sword is very effective. You can hit bullets back very easily. It comes out at a very rapid rate. It starts up very quickly. It seems to hit on the frame that you press it or very soon after you press it. So it's more a matter of timing the positioning of enemy bullets hitting you rather than timing a special attack. And you can swing the sword while you're shooting the other weapons. And this I think is the biggest flaw. The result is that you can just keep holding down your primary weapon fire and whenever an enemy bullet gets close, just tap the sword. Or if you're in a swarm of bullets, just keep hitting the sword in a steady rhythm. It detracts from the bullet dodging and target selection, weapon management, that's the, the core gameplay challenges, and turns into more of a rhythm or timing game. You can still get hit by an enemy bullet, you can still run into an enemy, but I think it alters the game so fundamentally that it's overall a negative. Lessons from Skycursor for modern arcade game developers. The first one, test your game. Now, maybe the sword mechanic, as I described, is intentional, in which case, okay, that's what it is. My intuition is that the power of the sword was not fully grasped by the developers. Perhaps they thought it was too difficult for the average player, or didn't really try to play it that way, using the sword and a primary weapon, or maybe they were focused more on just getting a high score as opposed to just staying alive, so they were more actively hunting the enemies and were skilled enough to not really need the sword that often to deflect enemy bullets. However, I am putting here as a lesson, test your game developers. Even if you think it's perfect, even if you think it's completed, test and test and test and keep testing. Next lesson, innovate. Aerotech did a fantastic job here with their 
AirTech technology. This technology lets you play a modern arcade game on an old cabinet. This is groundbreaking, and it's more than just a novelty, it's useful. In talking with arcade operators, one of the questions I asked them was, would you rather get a new cabinet or replace an old cabinet with a new game that fits on the old hardware? And one particular operator who operates one of the largest arcades in the United States said, I would rather have a chip that lets me retrofit an existing cabinet because I have so many cabinets, I don't have space for a new one. So think about that, developers. And be thinking about how you can innovate in your modern arcade game. Next, the Wi-Fi adapter. So you develop the modern arcade game. And then, back at your lab, you do some testing. And you find that you need to improve the gameplay, add some new levels, update the art. How do you do it? Well, you can ship out a chip to every operator and have them install it, which would be kind of annoying for them. Or maybe you hire someone locally to install it. It's still kind of a hassle. If, however, you have a Wi-Fi adapter that's configured one time, and from then on out, the game can check for updates, that's pretty cool. This is another innovation, and I think this is great. This lets Griffin Aerotech have control over the game, even after it's been distributed. Okay, final lesson. Art works. Good art works very well. Skycursor's graphics catch the eye. Overlooking my remarks about the inconsistent aesthetic, each individual graphic does look good individually, and overall, as a whole, the game looks unique compared to so many other shoot-em-ups in other kinds of arcade games. The animation is fantastic. It's enjoyable to watch someone play, and it's enjoyable to play. So, if you're making a game that you want to catch people's eye with, invest in good art. It will pay off. Okay, that is episode one of Combo.Zone, your podcast on modern arcade games. I'm QP, and I look forward to sharing the next episode with you, where I will discuss Killer Queen.